Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Rob Ristagno. Rob, you are the founder and CEO of Sterling Woods, found on the web at sterlingwoods.com. Your flagship product is Scout X. We're going to be talking about that and how uh, we can kind of use a little, little bit intel- a little bit more intelligence to improve sales numbers. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Josh. Looking forward to the conversation. For sure. High-level overview. What is Scout X? ScoutX is basically in the business of ethically giving you the answers to the test in advance. All right. How would we do that unethically? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get into that on, on a reported line. Total uh, black hat stuff. But, uh, no, basically what we're doing is we're going out and figuring out exactly who your best customers are, exactly what they want, exactly what messages resonate with them, and exactly what they're willing to pay. Uh, and, and it's a, it's a I call it a data-driven market segmentation approach. Mm. That leads to quite remarkable results. So um, let's say, for example, um, so right now we've been working um, in, in many ways, kind of like a, a consultant, developer partner. It's a high level, high ticket service offering that we've been doing over the past year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting ready to launch something that's a little bit more scalable, a little bit more group focused, kind of coaching focused. I see. I'm guessing um, on the pricing, I mean, it, you know, I don't have a lot of, I don't have much data other than this seems like the right <laughs> amount to charge. Um, what are some ways that that I can kind of use uh, kind of a Scout X mindset or philosophy uh, to, to kind of help me figure out what 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 decisions I should be making today? We haven't fully launched. Well, we're just kind of. Over the next several months, we're going to be fully launching it. And so help me out. Sure. So I think with pricing, it's a little bit of a challenge to do more traditional A-B testing. I think Mm -hmm. for most things, the default is let's A-B test it. The problem with pricing is that for it to count in the statistics, you actually need to make a a deal. You need to close and have a customer. It just takes a really long time to get a statistically significant sample so that you can can definitively say, hey, this is the right price. So if you're a larger company and you have the time and the resources, A-B testing is probably a great solution for you for for price testing. But but medium and smaller size organizations don't have that luxury. Uh, We need answers sooner and we can't wait a year for enough data to, to roll in. What we've found is that there are two important things. One is recognizing that you have multiple different customer types in your market and not all of them want the same thing, nor are they willing to pay the same thing. Right. So right. the first step is to, I say averages lie, uh, figure out who those segments are in your audience and figure out what their willingness to pay is. So for example, we had one client who constantly surveyed about pricing and they asked, you know, how much are you willing to pay? And usually it came back around three or $400 a year mm-hmm. on average. And all they looked at was the average. So that's around how they kept their price where it was. When they went through and actually segmented their audience and realized that they had three different segments, for example, mm-hmm. simple, over some, overly simplifying it, but the executives, the middle managers, and the junior managers, they found that the executives were actually willing to pay almost 10 times that. So they could launch a product targeted at executives at 10x the price point 
And the people that were more junior, they were willing to pay about half of that. So there was a decision to make, do you make a lightweight product to go after that market and lower the price, or do you stay firm and only focus on, on middle, middle, uh, middle uh, mid-managers uh, with the core product? Um, yeah. So that's, that's one, one thing is really think about different segments. And the other thing is you have to go ask the customers. And I, I'll recommend something for people to Google. It's called the Van Westendorp pricing model. Uh, it's two, two to four simple questions you can ask in a survey that, that allow you to draw supply and demand lines. Because if you ask someone point blank, how much are you willing to pay? You're not going to get very reliable responses. But this Van Westendorp pricing model uh, gets at it in a more nuanced way, and it's much more accurate. So let me spell that. So uh, my first uh, my first Google search was Van Westen Dork. Um, it's Van <laughs> West E West N W E S T E N D O R P, uh, and then I searched pricing model. Um, and yep. sure enough, yep. here's a ton of different stuff on here, kind of breaking that down. That's helpful. Thank you. Um, now, in terms of so ScoutX, obviously pricing is just a small piece of that, um, sure. but. What when when folks engage with you? What are you actually doing with them? Uh, yeah, the, the the first thing that we're doing is um, uh, internal intelligence gathering. So we want to hear from the management team, the founder, the leadership team, who they think their best customers are. Because uh, what we found is that in any market, usually forty percent of 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 the prospects are what we call barnacles. They'll never buy from you, but mm. you'll waste advertising dollars on them. You'll waste your sales <laughs> team's time on them, your own yeah. time on them. The top, uh, let's say 10 to 20% are your whales. Those are the people that uh, will buy tomorrow, no matter, kind of no matter what you do. Mm. And where there's a little bit of work to be done is on that 40 to 50% in the middle, the fish, wow. for lack of a better analogy. Uh, and you really need to realize that they have slightly different needs and wants than your whales. And you need to be a little more tailored in your product offerings your, your marketing messages and your sales tactics. Um, so, so after we, we, yeah, we go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, continue, continue. <laughs> uh, so after we do the management interviews to figure out where the, the, the hypotheses lie, we then go and actually conduct interviews with real live customers. So people have actually bought in the past because mm. we really want to dig in and understand what were those motivations to buy. Uh, especially, I'll say the intangible softer benefits to buy, like fear of missing out or not wanting to look bad in front of someone or wanting to feel like they're part of a community or just looking to grow professionally, lifelong learners. So we have trained psychologists and journalists who go in and interview customers and really get them to spill their guts as to what mm -hmm. was really leading to that, that buying decision. Uh, then the third phase is a, is a survey. We send out a quantitative survey and then we, we have some data science models that crunch the results so that we can build the segments in a statistically significant way. And for each segment, we can describe the segment to you so you know where they are, how to target them. We can say exactly what features and benefits they want out of your product or service. Mm -hmm. We can get at their willingness to, to pay, thanks to our friend Van Westendorp. Uh, and then finally, we can figure out what is that motivational hook that's really going to get them uh, to say yes. Wow. So that, I mean, that can affect a lot of decisions. I mean, it's particularly if you're thinking about ad spend and things like that and where, where you can put marketing dollars, think of the potentially tens of thousands of dollars that you could save by uh, you know, targeting a little bit more intelligently, which of course, you know, with today's advertising, you should be able to target pretty specifically, you ought to be targeting pretty specifically um, exactly. with, with that data. So um, in terms of your work with some of your clients that you've worked with, um, what would be some examples of how this is uh, executed and, and what's happened as a result? 
Sure. For, for one of our clients, they, they sold training to CEOs and their former CMO thought the best way to go after the market was to find CEOs in crisis. So, hey, if you have a problem, our training program is going to help you get out of crisis and onward and upward. What we found when we did the research together is that there are actually four different types of CEOs that were much more attractive clients. And in fact, the, the CEOs in crisis were not great prospects because they had no money to pay you. Uh, mm-hmm. And if they didn't have time to spend with you, uh, and then if you did happen to get one, they didn't stick around very long because they felt like you solved their problem and, and moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we found that four, I don't need to go into details on, on the four other ones, but for example, just to bring it to life, uh, we found the stuck in the weeds CEO, usually an owner operator who felt like they're working proverbially in the business mm-hmm. instead of on the business. Uh, so how you would approach that person from a marketing or sales standpoint is different. Then another persona we found, which was the peak performer. This is the serial CEO who, who gets up at four in the morning, does yoga, likes to crush their numbers and goes from company to company. They just want to stay ahead of the competition. So how you sell training services to that type of CEO is very different than how you would sell to someone who's, who feels stuck in the weeds, for example. The bottom line, they were able to reduce their acquisition cost by a whopping 78%. So they could drop money to the bottom line, My goodness, or they yeah. could reinvest that and really grow their, their sales. They mm-hmm. did a combination of the two. So they had a great year where their margins went way up and their sales went way up. Yeah. So uh, like our working hypothesis right now is, you know, kind of the founder CEO with this newer product, it's, it's a lower price point um, mm-hmm. offering. And hopefully it's a little bit more scalable for us, but the, I think, you know, the, 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 the persona that I'm that I'm strongly considering or that my working hypothesis is it's the founder CEO that just feels this immense pressure to constantly be out there hustling in terms mm-hmm. of like, oh, I got to be on Instagram and I got to be doing TikTok now because that's yeah. the only way that I can get business. Like they're constantly feeling this pressure to just keep showing up. And, and again, it's, it is, it's like, a, I call it a CEO hustle. And mm, so yeah. like how, um, how could I test that? Like if, if, if that's what I'm thinking, like that might be, I guess, you know, I could, you know, I guess the old way of testing that would be to start just doing it, you know, and, and watch the results over, you know, say 60 days or so and see, well, how were those results? Were those profitable or people seem to jive with that? Or I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what my plan was, but how can you help me save some time? (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, yeah, uh, I think the best way to test it. You already have the hypothesis. I assume it's grounded in some research that you've already done. So I would um, sure, uh, it? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> well, maybe I would start with. Do you have any beta beta customers or? or yeah, yeah, pick, yeah, 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 yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah, just talk to them and kind of try to ask them, you know, kind of what what was going through your mind when you decided to say yes, and kind of see mm-hmm. if you hear. Don't don't leave the witness. Let's see if you hear things that, that right. are close to this tired of hustling uh, mindset, which I, I love. By the way, it's very it's emotional pain point. So it's it, those things will sell much better than we're going to make you more money, which everyone wants, but everyone says yeah. that. Um, so uh, that's one thing. Then when you feel like you have the the research that you're on the right track. I would test it through the language that you're using in, in your content marketing. So can you create a, a, a making it up here, a white paper titled uh, five things you can do to 
reduce the time you're spending hustling. <laughs> you could, you mm-hmm. could uh, wordsmith, mm-hmm. uh, wordsmith the title there uh, and just kind of see how that performs. Uh, you could try, if you have a cold email outreach program, I don't know if you do or not, but you could try changing different subject lines, like ty- tired of burnt out from the hustle and just try different things and see if you're getting better open rates than you're used to and a better engagement than you're used to. So just really test in your subject lines and and with your your content marketing efforts and you can see if that messaging is is getting you the people that that make for whales uh for your business. Yeah. Rob, this is really helpful. Thank you so much for this. Um how did you um create Sterling Woods? Uh the uh, it's a long story, but uh, yeah. it, I always wanted to start my own company and the advice I got was go into an industry you like and find a problem to solve. I always liked the media industry. And I found the problem to solve was they're overly dependent on advertising. And advertising is completely disrupted now because of Google and Facebook and all the other big, big media players. So the solution for, for publishers and video companies and basically content and media businesses is to supplement your advertising revenue with paid memberships or paid subscription products. And so probably you're annoyed at me if you hit a paywall. <laughs> That's probably mm-hmm. one of our recommendations is stop giving everything away for free. Uh, use, use advertising and subscriptions to, to have a blended model. So what did we find when we did that? We, we would do some market research for all of our clients. And we always found the same kind of 20, 40, 40 split of 40 people who would never pay a publisher or a media company for anything. 20% who were huge fans that would would pay tomorrow. And then that middle ground that had a, you know, we had to kind of tweak the value proposition and the offering and the pricing to get them excited. So after doing that for a couple of years, we realized this is bigger than media. Every business has this problem. This, this, this distribution occurs for any business. So we decided while still you know, our bread and butter uh, vertical is media, uh, we, we've diversified. And now we work with lots of pretty much any industry uh, because this distribution exists across the board. Yeah, terrific. So today, um, where does where do your clients come from? Uh, yeah, so I think uh, a few key levers. One uh, is speaking engagements. That was a lot stronger, obviously, before COVID uh, than afterwards. But uh, I think it's it's partially because of thought leadership. But I think it's more importantly having that personal connection. So for us, we're a high ticket item, and we need to have the the relationship uh, and the trust there. So meeting people in person uh, is a big thing. Of course, with COVID, we can't meet in, in person as much. So we've done uh, other things to try to build relationships and credibility. Uh, one is uh, a stronger referral program from prior with prior clients, active clients, as well as, I'll say, p- partner businesses. So for example, uh, advertising agencies or marketing agencies, uh, or I'll say uh, sales training uh, consultants, people that that kind of can take the findings from the research and help the client implement it. Um, so, so using the the relationships that we already had and finding different ways to go to market has been really helpful over the last year. Uh, we've also launched a podcast. We've done some white papers. Some of them were I'll say classic thought leadership stuff, which I think is great top of the funnel for us. But we found that to really convert, you need to have some sort of trust trust based relationship in exchange with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, have you ever not followed your own advice and like, uh, of course, you got to eat my own dog food? Yes. <laughs> have you have you caught yourself, uh, you know, uh, in midstream somewhere and like, okay, okay, time time to do what we're teaching here. I, I do. I'm asking because I feel. <laughs> I mess, I mess up frequently. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what do I teach here? Oh, yeah. 
I do it on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, I mean, the biggest thing, a couple of years ago, we woke up and realized we didn't have our own, we didn't, we didn't define our own segments. Uh, so that was a big, big exercise. Uh, and then just a mistake I made earlier this year is, uh, so, so basically our, our, our segments are based on use cases or problems, not so much on industry or company size or title. There's, there's three or four things that signal that, that they're in need of Scout X. So that's how we like to prospect and how we qualify prospects on, 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 online, uh, on the phone. Uh, but we, we, we got lured into working with an appointment setting agency earlier this year. Uh, who kind of promised us the stars and the moon. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited about, about that. And then kind of when we dug in, I, I wish uh, I did a better job, I guess, digging in on their process because mm-hmm. all they targeted on was companies, company size and company industry. And for mm-hmm. us, that's not sufficient. Yeah. So we had a really hard time getting qualified leads on the phone because yeah. it was not as precise of a segmentation as, as we needed, which is a shame because of course we would advise all of our other clients don't, don't, don't segment only on, those are two important dimensions to think about. I think they, they create your total universe, uh, but within your total universe, you really need to think about what are those use cases or problems or emotional hooks that you're focused on. Uh, and I think our, the, the partner we selected was just too, too focused on batch and blast. Uh, and it, we didn't get the results that we wanted after spending sure. a lot of time and money. So lesson learned, practice yeah. what we preach. Oh, well, listen, if you're not constantly learning lessons, right, we're not, we're not evolving in business, we're not growing for sure. Um, Rob, um, in terms of like your your company today, um, you know, is it just you? Do you you have a team? What, What does what does Sterling Woods look like? Uh, We have a team where a mix of analysts slash data scientists, uh, project managers, uh, marketing experts, uh, and then also some, you know, I have an assistant and, and we have a content marketing person. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And so, and you guys are based up in Connecticut. Uh, you know, I saw one thing that you had volunteered. I was going to ask you about this. Um, is that uh, you've done weekend puppy raising for America's vet dogs? Tell me about that. Yeah, as, so, as a military uh, veteran, obviously, yeah. anytime I see you know some good stuff there that we can uh, you know shed some awareness on, uh, love love to hear about it. Yeah, it's a great organization. It helps helps veterans who need a, who need a, a helper dog. Uh, the program we were part of helps helps people with PTSD. Mm. Um, so it's pretty amazing what the dogs can do. They can, uh, for example, typically um, th- there's a, f- a fear of the dark uh, if you if you suffer from PTSD. So the dog can go in a room uh, before you and turn on the switch so the light goes on before you go in. Oh my goodness! Uh, there's you get startled by alarms and alarm clocks. Mm. So the dog has a. a um, a special collar that vibrates when it's time to wake up his, his client. Uh, and he just gently pulls the sheets down. They're trained to go get medication and, and things like that. So it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and we actually had one dog we were raising on the weekend that sadly flunked, flunked out of the program uh, after he, he jumped on the prepared food counter at a grocery store. Oh no. Uh, so we adopted him. So it's, we, we have a full-time pup uh here as well and oh. for a while we did have one <laughs> you you got the flunky the party, but, uh. that's great what what breed of dogs are they at, at all mostly labs so we have uh-huh. a black yeah. lab they also have golden labs they have some german shepherds as well mm-hmm. yeah excellent all right rob so this is really great so at your website sterlingwoods.com um and, and someone's like okay i i, I want to learn more um by the way um it, it sounds like it might be expensive to work with you, but I don't know. What, what does that typically look like? Or who, we have a what big size range. company are you working with? Can, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe share a little bit about engagement and investment. 
they yeah, sure. comfortable with. Uh, you know, our prices depends on the size of the company. So I think for small, smaller companies that are, that are, uh, let's say, uh, under 20 employees or so, we have some workshops that are affordable mm-hmm. there. Uh, for larger companies, we have year-long consulting engagements, uh, which run six figures and, and all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things, uh, in between. So, uh, we, we price based on the impact we think we can have. So small, you know, for bigger companies, we can have bigger impact just because they have a larger established market. Yeah. Um, but we, we, we root for the small guys. So we'd love to help, <laughs> help them out with workshops and, and help them become, become the big guys. Do you have any content that someone could say, man, I'm loving this. I want to learn more. I think the best thing to do is to go to sterlingwoods.com slash calculator. If you answer three questions, we'll be able to estimate for you how much money you're leaving on the table by not doing a proper market segmentation, by not doing this research to understand your best personas and exactly what they want. Uh, so sterlingwoods.com slash calculator, yeah. and you'll get, a, you'll get a free report as to where we think the upside is. Oh, that's very cool. All right. Rob Ristagno. Did I say that right? Perfectly. Founder and CEO of Sterling Woods. Uh, go check out Scout X. Uh, again, that's at sterlingwoods.com. Rob, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're gonna promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.